Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Gerald. That's Flex. And that's Espo. And tomorrow, you guys, so many big things are happening tomorrow. It's officially official. The Phoenix Suns 2023-24 season starts tomorrow. Let's go. Are you guys so excited? I'm very excited. I've been waiting for this moment. And like now we finally get to actually evaluate the real team. Longest yes. preseason ever. I know. <laughs> I think the NBA really should look at shortening the preseason. Like this is just too much. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. It's just too much. Also, our takeover, the very first one of the season is happening tomorrow. Look at us planning things so well. Boy, did we luck out. Who yeah. thought that? We have, I believe when I checked uh, earlier today, three tickets remaining for the takeover tomorrow against the Timberwolves. And your ticket includes a lower level ticket to the game as well as pregame festivities at the Desmond prior to tip-off, which has Includes food and beverage, and plus you get to hang out with us and a whole bunch of other really amazing people. So if you want to grab one of those three final tickets that are left, make sure you do it fast over at gophnext.com. But I can't believe that it's it's here. It felt like it was never <laughs> going to happen. The big three are reportedly all playing tomorrow. So we got this tweet from Dwayne Rankin earlier today. He said, sources... Devin Booker expected to return Wednesday against the Timberwolves after missing the last five games with a right calf strain. Bradley Beal is also expected to play Wednesday after tweaking his back Sunday against OKC. So Phoenix Suns big three set to make regular season debut on Wednesday. Finally. I I don't think I've anticipated something this long and then be so disappointed because it didn't happen. <laughs> I take that back. Probably when I was younger. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but finally, it's going to happen mercy. tomorrow. And then the real panic can start if they don't Stop. win. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not going 72-0, guys. I, I, I just want to make that clear. They're not going to win every game. They're not going to play perfect. What do you mean? They're going to miss shots. They're going to get into it. It's going to take time to get into a groove. So I'm happy they're back, but... I still need a little bit more time to let this settle in. It's they're back. Yes, yeah. that's cool. And but. and not to continue to rain on the parade either, but like they will need time to adjust. Book will probably be on a minutes restriction. Beal will probably be on a minutes restriction, especially after he said that his back was bothering him after the last game. 
Um, it's it's going to take some time, but we are finally on the first step to getting everybody back and whole, seeing what guys will fill certain roles um, and, and getting more of a working rotation going that's not being changed every other game. Um, we don't know anything about Eric Gordon's shoulder because yeah. the team was supposed to practice yesterday, didn't wind up practicing. Um, there was no practice availability today. You know, behind the scenes, they're probably doing stuff, but yeah. um, we won't hear any update on their status until probably the injury report. So it, it, it is going to take some time, but this is still a very exciting first step. Yeah, well, let's be honest. Bradley Beal isn't Bradley Beal yet. Right. Even, even yeah. him out there tomorrow isn't going to be that guy mm -hmm. that everybody wants him to be. So I, I hate to pre preach patience because I was also the one screaming the other night about <laughs> two for 21. Uh -huh. I mean, I think you were allowed to scream at that. Yeah, I That's, mean, it's it, a whole nother. I mean, it was certainly about the fourth quarter and not about the future for this team. But mm -hmm. but yeah, I think there's going to have to be a grace period. You hope that that there's flashes like we saw in preseason right away of, of how that offense can look and it's enough to settle things down in the fourth. But I don't think we're seeing peak big three peak Suns at, at least for for a couple weeks of them playing together. You, know? you really yeah. think a couple weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these are three guys that have played what? Uh, like, right. what was that? Yeah, Six but preseason they're three games? top of the top kind of players i feel like if there are three guys who can kind of oh. fast track the chemistry i mean we even saw it a little bit in preseason like I, that doesn't I'm count not saying, preseason doesn't count i'm not saying that they don't <laughs> deserve time and that we shouldn't be lowered expectations that out of the gates they're not just going to be 100 percent well in machine however comma i do think these three can probably put things together way quicker than you would see a team that doesn't have these three on it I would agree. Because they're, they're so skilled. I would agree with that, honestly. I, I, I think I think it will take time for them to be op firing on all cylinders, but I do think if we've watched this team the last couple of weeks, they've had what it takes to be 7-3, and 8-2. and two. They've just mm -hmm. tripped and fallen on their faces in fourth quarters. I think, obviously, having Book back will help with that. I think being able to maybe bring Kevin Durant out of the game later in the third quarter because Book's going to play you know most of that third quarter and then bring him back to start the fourth can maybe help guard against some of the fourth quarter stuff. They tried that last game, but he only got like a minute and a half of a breather yeah. before he was back out there. Um, so I, I do think they'll be, they might hit the, they're not going to hit the ground running perfectly, I don't think, right. but I, I think they've got a good shot at stringing some wins together. Wednesday will be a tough one because yeah. like the Timberwolves are good. Yeah. I think they started one and two. They've won six straight. Yeah. They're the best defense in the NBA. They've got the weapons to throw at the Suns' big three, unlike a lot of teams yeah. because of their wings and whatnot. But outside of that, I, I do think they've got a shot to really start stringing some wins together. Can, can I clarify? I meant to see them at peak. I think we got a week okay. or two yeah. before we see them reach yeah. the level. I think they'll look very good uh, you know, sooner rather than later. I just think we're not going to see everything we had hoped for right yeah. away. And I, you're right, Timberwolves, I don't like the matchup because of their size purely because this team mm -hmm. isn't built to go against size mm -hmm. like that either. So Yeah, I'm just trying to guard against a more overreaction. Un and unrealistic yeah, expectations. Yeah, it's, it's just been the last 10 games have been overreaction after overreaction, I think. 
it's just tough. They, they, ha- they haven't been healthy, Lynn. They're yeah. just not healthy. And if you're going to give them all the credit for being healthy, then you have to also play the other side of the fence when they're not healthy. So that's, that's and I'm not saying specific to you. I'm talking about in general. Mm-hmm. No, I get you that. You know, you got Devin Booker. The Suns have been in every game this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. They faltered in the fourth. And you got it every game. Tell me one they haven't been in. Didn't really feel like, should have. But didn't feel like it the second Spurs game. Well, stung. In, the four, that second in, the, Spurs in the fourth game quarter stung. with four minutes to play, it was a one point game. So I you're know, in that game. It didn't feel like it. At the beginning, <laughs> it didn't feel like it, but the end result, we could say that about other that's, games. That's fair. So hold on. I'll give you that. So the Spurs first game, did it feel like the Spurs were in it? We were up 20 in the third quarter with six minutes to play. No, I wouldn't say it no, felt so like the Spurs saying, were so, in it. Huh? You I wouldn't say no, that. No, the Spurs. Okay. Yeah. So. I think they've been in every game that they've played this year. Mm-hmm. They could easily be eight and two. You're adding a guy that is, you know, if you round numbers up, it's 32 points, 11 assists, and eight rebounds per game. One of the best closers in basketball. One of the most efficient players in basketball. He's averaging 10.5 assists. Do you know who's leading the team in assists right now? So I think it's KD at like four and a half or something 4.6 like is KD. And you know who's second? Nurk. Nurk. Nurk at 4.6. <laughs> yeah. doubles those guys by himself. I thought we had all agreed on Point Nurk, though. No, no, no. That's <laughs> fine. Love, point Nurk love. is nice. Yeah. But not when he's the, if he's the, the, the first guy. No, that's not a good look. So I think organically, Book coming back is going to solve a lot of the fourth quarter stuff. I'm just trying to guard people from, hey, the big three's back. What happened? Why did we lose a game? Like, that's that's not realistic. And I do understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you, because we do need to temper our expectations. However, I think that tomorrow, even if it's a tough matchup, even if the Suns lose— there should be moments within the game that will give us hope for what's to come. Mm. There should be things that we can point to and be like, just wait until that gets fully ironed out and is like a well-oiled I machine. Where So that's the difference that I feel like that having the big three back kind of brings to Suns fans, at least for me it does, is that I can see things that I know that as soon as they get fully ironed out are going to be so exciting and fun where it felt like in a lot of these other games it was hard to... Not that they didn't exist. It was hard to to hold on to them as something that was able to kind of relax you in mm-hmm. the time being, mm-hmm. if that right. makes sense. And, and we've had, you know, flashes of like, oh, I think that play there or that lineup there could be something when we're whole. We, we just haven't been able to sustain them and string them together into like actual wins because yeah. the fourth quarters have been so bad. Right. Um, but to your point, there will be moments, especially if the big three is out there together, that we can point to and be like, Yes, this is something that they can sustain and keep doing moving forward. And as good as the Timberwolves are, too, I don't want to forget this, they will be on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. So hopefully the Suns are able to capitalize on that, even with Booker and Beal likely on a minutes restriction. I'm sorry. My only point, too, about the big three is this isn't really the big three yet. Mm -hmm. Brad Beal's not healthy. Mm -hmm. He's not right. So it's more like two and a half. (laughs) <laughs> and and so until I see the actual big three, the Brad Bill we saw in the first half of the Laker game, mm-hmm. if I see that, right. then I'll feel better. But until I see that, um, I, I just can't call it a big three yet. So I'm I'm sitting back. I'm going to sit back and be calm about this because I kind of feel like uh, there's an opportunity where things don't work out the way people think tomorrow, and it's going to be a shitstorm. And so, if, okay. If if they get first half Bradley Beal that we've seen, and then they put that together with 
fourth quarter book. It, it's a win. That's a big two that you could probably get wins with still. Yeah, even yeah, if they're I'm, not 100. Yeah, it's a win. I'm going to say this, though. If I see another fourth quarter collapse, I don't care who the hell's out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lose my mind again. <laughs> yeah. Because, because I'm yeah. sorry. <clears throat> what we've seen in, in a handful of these games is just unacceptable from from a team with the kind of talent they have. But the other night, I kind of crapped on you a little bit uh, because I was like, <laughs> Devin Booker ain't a panacea. Like, it ain't going to fix everything magically, right? He's mm-hmm. not going to change things. And then I did a little research, and do you realize in his career, the Suns without Devin Booker are 37-78, and 78, and you go, yeah, but there were some bad teams. Okay, mm-hmm. in the last three years, they're 22-29 and 29 without Booker, and last season without him, they were 11-18. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's just something about a specific guy that can change things for a team. And this team was built around Devin Booker. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hold out the hope that he is, you know, 80% of the uh, of what they've been missing in these games. And the other 20% is just the usual, you got to clean things up at the beginning of the season with this many new guys. I'm going to hold out hope. I'm going to give it more than tomorrow night. But, God, it better be the answer. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is I, I think it will take time for this group, even with the big three healthy, to figure things out how they want to operate late in force. Um, and we'll talk about the fourth quarter stuff in a little bit. But they have operated very differently when Booker's been out there compared to when it's just been KD and kind of a banged-up Bradley Beal. Like, yeah. KD has had to operate with the ball a lot more and that leads to a lot of the heavy ISO stuff that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think with Book running the show because of his playmaking and his scoring ability, it opens things up for everybody else, and they're able to play in a way that we've been talking about wanting to see them do but haven't seen as much. Yeah. So I, I think it will help. It's not going to fix everything, but I think it'll address just the style that they're resorting to. So before we dive into fourth quarter woes for the Phoenix Suns, I do want to ask you guys because – just a heads up tomorrow, because we are having our takeover, we will not have a pregame show mm-hmm. ahead of the matchup. So just kind of what are your expectations for tomorrow's game, knowing we're going to have these guys out there, but it's the Timberwolves. It could be a little bit of a tough matchup. I think you keep Book in the 20, maybe 25-minute range tops. I think Beal, maybe 25 to 30-minute range. I think you might lose to a Timberwolves team that's very good, but again, they're on the second night of a back-to-back, so... You're hoping to take advantage of that, get more guys in there, capitalize on their legs. Um, I, I don't know. Outside of that, I just want everybody to get out of the game without a setback. Like yeah. that's been the biggest thing that we've had to deal with with mm-hmm. Book and Beal lately. So just get in and out of the game, get your big three some minutes together, get guys in their spots in the rotation that they're normally going to be in um, and evaluate from there. Yeah, listen, the Timberwolves are playing better than anybody in basketball right now. Mm-hmm. They got the best defense in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're third in differential. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of length with the two big guys, with Rudy and Towns. Anthony Edwards is playing, uh, I mean, some of the best basketball in the entire league. Mm-hmm. That's a good basketball team. I t- talked about it the other day. I think they're going to be this year's Sacramento Kings. They're going to surprise some people. And so it's a really tough game. Um, I kind of just want to see the Suns go out there, compete, have a chance, not completely collapse in the fourth, mm-hmm. and walk away from this game without any more injuries. And if that happens, I don't care about the result. I actually don't care about the win-loss thing. I just If those three things happen, I'm cool. 
moments of frustration, some brilliance that we'll see out there. And I think you're going to see Nurk in foul trouble in this game. And your only path to victory is going to be uh, to try to speed it up, maybe even play smaller uh, and try to run Rudy Gobert off the court with some of your ability offensively uh, because I don't like the size matchup, the advantage that they have. I mean, especially without a, let's be honest, they don't have a true, you know, power forward on this roster. You point at KD, but KD isn't, isn't the bulk that, that you need sometimes to go against these bigger guys. So I'm thinking at some point you go small and try to run, run, go bear off the court and, and understand that Anthony Edwards is going to get his in a track meet, but you hope you got the horses to beat him at that point. It'll be an interesting matchup for pick and roll for Nurkic for sure because Gobert, the majority of his offense is right at the rim. Um, I think he has the size and the strength to keep him out of that paint if if he's not being exploited in the pick and roll. That'll be the key for him. I actually don't mind the matchup of KD on Cat. I think he takes a lot of jumpers, and that mm-hmm. can help as long as KD's got the length to contest. Um, but it, it is an interesting matchup because the Wolves are playing about as good as anybody right now. Um, in the chat, Darkness said Book will take Edwards' matchup personally. Just watch. Normally, I would agree with that. <laughs> I think they both take it yeah. personally. I, mean, I, I think that's my biggest worry. I know. Right? <laughs> I, I will say yes, he will, but hopefully the coaching staff will do a decent job of managing Book's load tomorrow to ease him back into things right. just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Lessons learned, maybe. maybe? Got to protect him from thinking? himself. Protect him I'm from sorry. himself. If, if he's back, you're not slowing him. He has no. one, no. one mentality. Let's go out there and be a killer. I get and that. And I, I'm not saying while he's on the court. I'm saying as far as the minutes restriction I, that Gerald I, brought up, and hopefully they do stick to some sort of I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I bet anything right now, books blowing past that minute restriction tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, it's never worked. I mean, can we go back in history and tell me a game Devin played where he was actually uh, met or under the minute restriction? Where he had a minute restriction? I can. I can. Christmas Day last year because he got got injured before he could hit it. But I'm like, that's it. You feel me, G? Oh yeah. It it hasn't been since like 2018. Right. I mean, they've been able to keep him under the minutes. And you can't tell me if they're again in a fourth quarter and it looks like they're gonna blow it and he's already hit that minute. They're not gonna keep him. They're not going to take him out of the game. And, and Book is one of those guys that he's he want when he when he says he's ready to play, he's ready to play. That's what that's how he operates. Like you said, one speed. Now, yeah, but we have lessons learned. <laughs> Flex. You, you would hope you get to do it twice, Book. Yeah, one that time for, shame that on la- you. This last Next one. time, shame on me. Uh, Ain't no uh, third time anymore. Again, again, I'll say this again. This last one, <laughs> if he re-aggravated his left ankle, I would agree with that. But this was an entirely different thing that I think was had yeah. nothing to do with him saying he didn't lie and say my ankle's good and and then he re-hurt the ankle. It was a strain in the calf. Those things happen. I, he's just a little snake bitten right now. But yeah. I, I trust him to go out there and, and do what he got to do. If this were him, I feel like rushing back, he would have played Friday. He would have. Like, I think this is, we're keeping you out for as long as we think we really need to, and you can come back on this Wednesday game. I feel like that. He was probably ready himself Friday 
you know, and it was like, yeah, let's let's wait till his ready is not necessarily medically clear. No, exactly. Yeah, we need to, we need and, to and keep yeah. bearing that in mind. And let's not bury this. We talked about this the day of the injury. We we knew. I mean, are we going to deny that we I, we mm-hmm. said November 15th he's coming back? They already knew that mm. he they gave him extra time. They had a lot of extra time in there. The day it happened, they said November fifteenth today, and that's that. <laughs> don't talk to and us. And don't talk to us about anything before November. So don't ask no questions. He's already got like an extra three, four, five days of buffer room by making it to fifteenth. That mandate, and so and we've been at nausea saying this on this show, so it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that Devin Book is playing them all because we've been saying this since day one. November fifteenth is the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have a super chat from David. David, thank you for your super chat. They said. Thank you to whoever brought up the 62-20 Suns going 0-7 without Nash. Uh, that really put stuff in perspective for me and calmed my rage. Yeah. Flex, was that you or was that Saul? That oh, Espo, you did? That was my Espo. bad. Espo. I know it's surprising. That was a collaborative that effort, that's actually. Not, that's not what it was. That was a collaborative It was Espo. I don't know. Was, it, was, that, was that you, Gerald? Was that Shane? Was that, no, I knew it wasn't Gerald because he was wasn't Keith. on the show. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leah, Leah, did you bring that up? Steve Dangerstad, you're Canadian, no? Whoops, no? my bad. Yeah, Kudos, Espo. Kudos. Uh, listen, I don't know what to tell you, but would you? Would it make you feel better if I offered you two hundred dollars? Uh, if it was coming By straight from your pocket, of Desert yes. Financial Credit Union. <laughs> there you go. Is, sure. For more than eighty-four years, Desert Financial has had has been Arizona's largest and most trusted local credit union. They are dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you're going to get $200 in bonuses. To get started, just visit desertfinancial.com slash 200. You got to take advantage of uh, all that goodness that they're trying to give you guys. Also, tomorrow's game is going to be on Arizona's Family Sports. Uh, all you need to watch the games is an antenna, and there are tons of options available for you. You can find them online. You can find them at local retailers. They've got indoor and outdoor varieties, so um, a lot of options and a lot of different price points for antennas as well. So wherever you live in Arizona, though, you can visit azfamily.com and click on Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona's Family Sports. All right, guys, let's talk about them fourth quarter woes. Hopefully, Devin will fix a good amount of them mm-hmm. or at least make them less atrocious. <laughs> uh, but, Gerald, you wrote about this specifically over at gophnext.com, which if you guys want to take a deeper dive uh, you can check that out over there. But kind of give us the breakdown. I know you pulled some stats that did not look pretty. I did. Let's take a look at those because they're awful. <laughs> and they were bad before the last game, but shooting two for 21 in the fourth against the Thunder made it even worse. They're 30th in scoring, 30th in assists, 30th in turnovers. And I would like to point out they're averaging more turnovers than assists in the fourth quarter right now. 30th in field goal percentage, 29th in three-point percentage, so slight progress there. 30th in point differential, 30th in offensive rating, and they are 16th in defensive rating. Um, They've been outscored by 61 points in 120 minutes in the fourth quarter. They have shot seven for 44 on wide open threes, which is where the closest defender is six feet away. They're generating the 10th most wide open threes in the fourth per game, but they have the worst percentage in the NBA on those shots. 
Gerald. Nothing has gone right. Say something nice. <laughs> It'll get better with book. <laughs> they're not, not, not 30th and three-point percentage. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, they're 29th. Oh, my hey. God. Can you put that back up? Sheesh. It's not great. Listen. That, that yeah. right there mm -hmm. is absolutely atrocious. Mm -hmm. Now, now, there's not one stat in there mm -hmm. that I am not confident won't get better when you add a guy like Devin Booker. Mm -hmm. And... And I know you're laughing. I see you over there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but can hold they on, go hold on, hold on, hold on. Another thing, another thing that's interesting. You you just said it. I love that you said that. Uh, wide open threes, mm -hmm. right? They're not knocking them down. That's by design. That's by design. Well, the defense but, okay. is the same. Please, Josh Kogi, take a three. <laughs> I'm hey, so KDB, glad you met my defense. Hey, KDB, go ahead. Please take a three. We don't want KD taking this. Mm. He's the only one on the court can do anything. Mm. Y'all go ahead to A. Nurk. Take that three. We're leaving you. That's by design. When Devin Book is in the game, that changes. But do, does it? Yes, because it does. Yes, don't it does. you still leave those guys gravity. open? No, gravity. You can Right now, they can key up on KD and literally leave four dudes and say, whichever one of y'all want to shoot, y'all shoot. You can't do that with Devin. Now with Devin, you're gonna you're not gonna be able to play Kevin the same way. You're not gonna be able to play Devin the same way. And though some of those shots now that that are threes might end up pump fake dunks. I think that's because of the gravity. So, I, again, I think basketball in a lot of ways is very simplistic. And I know we go into the analytical side of things, and we go into this, you know. Just looking at stats, and I'm not talking about you, G. I'm talking about in general. Yeah, right. Um, people get too hyped up with this stuff, and I, I just think it's it's really simplistic. You add good players on the court, and people play better. There are there is a such thing as great players making other players better, and Devin makes people better. I would agree with that, but my my big problem is what he talked about with the open threes. Yeah, because Devin Booker isn't going to make them any more open than they than they currently are. Uh, they, maybe in a different way, like you said, where they can drive the hoop, but the the hopes of this team are going to come down to if guys like Josh Akogi or KBD or Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon or, or those other guys out there on the court, they're going to have to knock down those open threes if you're going to want to be a championship team. And I understand that the law of averages says that likely will start happening. And this was everything went wrong all at once. But you're still going to need those guys to hit those open threes at some point. It, does it matter? Does score matter to y'all? And I'm asking y'all this question, uh, literally, like I'm being for real. Does score matter for in the fourth quarter if you're down five or six? Mm -hmm. Do you think it changes the way Josh Akogi, KBD, Wanatabe take those shots mm -hmm. in, in crunch time? Because there is a such thing as crunch time in yes. Right. Changes, right? Mm -hmm. So what if they're not down five now? Because Devin's actually playing 30 minutes, so they're up five. Mm -hmm. That's a change shot. That's a change scenario. That guy does not have to make that three now. That guy can actually take his time, set it up, say, okay, do I want to take this three? Do I want to take another dribble? Do I want to get it back to book? Do I want to get it? Do I want to go from good to great? They're not the things we talk about doing, they're not capable of doing right now. And and I think that's these are the variables that get completely blown out and ignored when you're missing this type of talent. And I can't wait to see the fourth quarter tomorrow. It's gonna, it's gonna look night and day. And I, I, I truly believe if you just go back to the Golden State game and you go back to the San Antonio game, what would those fourth quarter numbers look like? 
They were a lot better. <laughs> so, I mean, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, don't call it a damn dinosaur. It's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, okay. So, but you want to talk about uh, the first three quarters. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, the, the, the I don't care about the first. I'm talking about. When Devin Booker's on the court, we see a certain type of basketball, and I'm expecting that to happen again because he's and this is a ninth-year NBA pro that has showed us for enough time what he's capable of doing. And the, the idea that it's going to uh, just all of a sudden change because of four games that we play bad in the fourth quarter, like, I don't, I don't okay, buy that. But let me throw this at you. Last year, we had KD from February and played 10 games, played in the playoffs. Josh Okoge still missed those shots. It still hurt them in the playoffs when he was wide open yeah. and he missed those shots. Devin didn't change that. And that's my concern is Devin is not going but this to. This isn't last year's team. As no, well. so it isn't. That's, but... that's the thing that I think is important is that the difference with the wide open shots now is that guys like Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon, when they're on the court and they're missing those shots, they're kind of like, especially until Bill came back, we're like the second or third option. I think it's easier to knock down those looks when you're being disrespected as like mm -hmm. that's the fourth or the fifth guy. Right now, the fourth or the fifth guy is like a Kobe <laughs> or KBD. Yeah, and, and one of those guys will still need to be out there, I think. Um, and a Kogi has talked. We talked to him after the game and he was talking about like, I've just got to knock him down. But I've also got to leverage some of my cutting and other things that yeah. I do instead of relying on just, you know, standing in the corner and shooting those shots because they're obviously not falling. So I, I think he's cognizant that he needs to find better ways to attack. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's a difference when, you know, KBD is your fifth guy as opposed to Seven your or eight. third or fourth oh, guy I got you, I got like that on, that's on the lineup. And I think Book coming back helps with a lot of that because KD has had the ball in his hands mm -hmm. and the offense has kind of gone stagnant. This was a, a big part of the piece that I wrote about is the Suns value what he can do as a walking ISO bucket, but it wears on you. Like KD is top five in the league in minutes per game. Mm -hmm. um, I think he still might have the highest usage percentage of his career right now, which at age 35 is not ideal when he's playing 36, yeah. 37 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of, I was kind of surprised at some of the guys being so upfront about feeling like they, they came out and said, like, we feel like we're deferring to KD and Brad a little too much. Mm -hmm. um, Nurk said something to the effect of like, our offense is too good to devolve into ISOs. So it's one of those things where it's like a chicken or egg situation. Like, do you need to move the ball so that role players will, will hit shots or do role players need to hit shots so KD will feel comfortable moving the ball? Great like, point. It's one of those things that I think when Book comes back, that balance is alleviated a little bit. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of empowers guys to make those plays that it looks like they've kind of froze up in some of those situations. I think one point that maybe I'm overlooking that you bring up too is an eg a grayson allen even a kbd to some certain extent will probably be playing fewer minutes in the game too mm -hmm. so where they may not be especially in eg's case where you you may not be able to play 30 hard if you're out there for 20 or 25 but you're closing the game maybe you're a little fresher to make those shots too mm -hmm. and i think that's certainly one thing i'm overlooking you know but still going to have to make those shots at some you point. do you you absolutely have to make those shots i will say when you have a fully powered beal and booker out there that's two guys that yeah. 
now everybody is bumped down two in the pecking order. And suddenly some of these open threes that guys are missing, slightly better three-point shooters are hopefully taking those shots. You you know what's the play? The Golden State play where Booker made the play to Nurkic to win the game. Mm -hmm. I look at that play. I went back and looked at that play, and I wonder if if we were in that same spot with the current team, Mm -hmm. how does that play look? How does that play look? Take book off that. Take book off that game and put mm. KD in that in that spot. They had already blown it earlier. Game's over. Mm. No, game's <laughs> over. But 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 if you look at that still shot of that play, the gravity, the spacing, the mm. guys being where they need to be, it's an entirely different ball game when you add that guy on the court. And and on top of that, you're adding a little bit of Beal. Mm. So I, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna help tremendously. And I, and I do like. I don't want to boil it down just to these numbers because obviously the Suns have been blowing fourth quarters without Book and that's going to affect this. But they're a plus seven in 19 fourth quarter minutes with Book. They're a yeah. minus 68 in 101 minutes without him. Like it's not that simple, but in some ways, sometimes it is. Like the numbers are going to revert back to the mean, I think, here soon. We hope. All right, gentlemen, because Flex is our resident. Sports gambling aficionado. I, I believe you refer to it as a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I lied about it. Oh, uh, but he, the thing is, he does hit on a lot of his bets. We have <laughs> that doesn't change it. <laughs> I mean, it's better if you're winning. You I mean, it, true. Very true. I feel like it does change it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have tasked Flex with bringing us our DraftKings pick of the week. So, are you ready, Flex? Yes. Okay, what you got for so us? So, I have a nine leg parlay around the league tonight. Oh my God! Nine. Did you say Not, nine leg? Nine leg. What's good? Nine leg. This is what we do. Okay. okay. These are these are pretty easy. Punch them mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Come talk to me tomorrow. <laughs> Joel Embiid, eight rebounds. Okay. Tyrese Maxey, twenty points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tyrese Halliburton, eight assists. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton, 15 points. That's the first four. Okay. Then we're going to go Luca to get six assists and 25 points. Oh, okay. That makes me feel dirty. And then, and then we're going to close this out with uh, Joker getting eight rebounds, mm-hmm. Joker getting 25 points, mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard to score 15. Okay. Those nine, put them in, lock them in, put a little bread on there. Thank me tomorrow. What's what's the what do I get odds was? What do I plus at? Oh, I yeah, I don't know. You don't know this that? was the first time, my bad. I'll I'll have it better for y'all <laughs> next time. I think Halliburton. Just do what I spoke, quit asking just questions. Just do what I said. <laughs> just do what I said. I just want to know how much money I'm gonna make. Oh, oh, you're in oh, the minus. Yeah, you don't right. get to ask these questions. Oh, get in line right, and listen. So I'll, give you, an, I'll give you an idea. I'll give you an idea. Um if you put a hundred dollars on this bet, you'll you'll win about three fifty. So okay, okay. So. By, a little bit under plus three fifty. The one the one thing I'm worried about the Halliburton assist. That's the only thing in that nine I went really. Okay, Halliburton. I think ha- he's averaging like a lot. He's averaging a lot. He's averaging a lot. Just the one that I went. Okay, maybe not. Well, if you guys want to get in on the actions, DraftKings has your back all season long. Right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. So there you go. Take that five bucks, put it on uh, Flex's nine leg parlay, and you're going to make money off of that. And in addition to that, after you bet those $5, uh, you're going to get that $150 instant bonus bets from DraftKings. Now, this is only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, with that code PHNX, the crown is yours. Okay, here we go. I'm feeling a little... 
Ugh, today, so I don't know if I'm going to do it, but here this we go. This could be your best one. Okay. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts, KS licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources I mean that's that not too good. bad get no, stuffed good. Ontario you know what's terrible get stuffed you guys my hmm. <laughs> Telling Ontario I'm not trying to, to throw stuff. shade right now <laughs> <laughs> So my eye has been twitching on and off for like a month and a half, right? We've talked about this we off have. the show. Mm-hmm. It twitches every time I read that. It's the nerves. <laughs> every single time I read that, my eyes is like. <laughs> we really need to record that and play the sped up version I feel like again. what's his face from good. Daria, the teacher whose <laughs> eyes are like over here freaking out. Can we show Brian's comment anyway. on uh, on Flex? Mm. Uh, go here. Uh, it's up a little bit further here. He says if it... Uh, no, no, no. One more up. Uh, God, this is just great for the audio. Uh, if it quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, flaps like a duck, then it's a degenerate game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, you guys can join Circle K's Inner Circle. It's a new free membership program, and, they, and you get lots of perks for it. First and foremost, you save up to 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. Then you save $0.03 cents per gallon every single day. You also get every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, and ice-cold fountain drinks. So join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. All right. So many people in the chat are like Zach Levine. Alex Caruso, <laughs> Tori Craig, oh, who, who we getting you guys? Because we got notification from Sham Sharania that this is developing, right? NBA teams are probing the ability, uh, availability of Bulls two-time all-star Zach Levine. And there is increased openness from both sides about exploring a trade, sources say. So for... First and foremost, mm-hmm. who's getting Zach Levine? Because that's the, that's the first domino in this piece that kind of has to go. Who are you guys more so concerned about if they do end up bringing him in? Could potentially, especially on in the West. So for me, and I don't know that it'll happen, and I'm sure these two will tell me why it won't. But <laughs> Golden State, uh, when I look at it, they have Chris Paul's contract. I think that that would be they're gonna. I think try to move him if they can find something that will help them in their pursuit. I kind of wonder if if they might kick the tires, probably because he has a longer-term contract, they won't. But that's who would scare me. But who's making this move is 1,000% the New York Knicks because there's not a more hmm. New York Knicks move than to go get a guy that they think could be a superstar that turns out not to be a superstar. <laughs> and I feel like that is what would happen here. So. I mean. Yeah, I, I the three teams in the East, I 100% agree with. I think Philly, the Heat, and the Knicks will be very aggressive for a guy like Zach Levine. The ones in the West um, of this on this graphic, the only team I think realistically would be interested and has a chance is Memphis. And I think the dark horse here is the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are a team that uh, 
they're trying to do a lot of things. They've been trying to do a lot of things for a very long time. And that might be the perfect fit for both teams. Um, I, 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 I pay close attention to the Pelicans in the Zach Levine thing. Would Would you consider Zion for yep. Zach Levine? Yeah, I would. I would. This is just personally. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about. The, I'm just talking about the situation. I think Zion and the Pelicans are well overdue for a divorce, and I think it's going to happen. And sometimes you just got. You don't know how many opportunities you're going to get to trade a contract like that. Yeah. And sometimes these happen. And then when they go away, it could be a whole year before you find something that makes sense. This is in the ballpark. So I think you entertain it and you think about it. Yeah, the Pelicans would be an interesting one for me. With Memphis, they make sense on paper, but I don't know what they're giving up because looking yeah. at their contract situation, it would have to be a combination of guys like Luke Kennard, Steven Adams. Like I don't, I don't know why the Bulls would make that move unless they just really want to get off and, and I guess picks would be and the picks, yeah. the main attraction there um the Warriors are interesting because they do have a lot of salaries that you could match things up with and like Clay Thompson is a free agent they weren't able to come to a contract extension with him I think that they will eventually mm-hmm. but they're an interesting one because of the Chris Paul factor as well and he could be Clay insurance like you're saying so. yeah I, I think the Lakers make the most sense in terms of trying to upgrade their <laughs> roster the Lakers are limited to about the 20 the 15th of December, right? They they did re-sign a lot of guys, so it'll it'll have to wait for a while. But um, you they're, trade they're, Austin Reeves in a Zach Levine deal? Yeah, I think so. I think he's been good, but not like I feel like we got to keep what Austin the Reeves. Bulls would want, yeah. right? You, yeah, that would be right. at least a piece that they'd want. You, the, the Knicks are interesting. They are because I I've known I've been from out there. I have a lot of connections with the Knicks and the Nets and. You know, uh, R.J. Barrett has been a guy that's been talked about for a very long time, mm-hmm. and they just gave him that contract. And this feels like I think Chicago would entertain that. I mm-hmm. think they say, okay, that's a nice young piece on the contract, less money than Zach, and they can kind of make it work it out. And then you, you're looking at a Zach Levine and and uh, and Brunson. Mm-hmm. The Knicks Look. are gonna always Nick. And yeah, and is, I, it's a Knicks move, but I don't think this makes them much better. <laughs> but I think exactly they that's can't, why they'll do it. They can't keep waiting around. Um, Minnesota's not for not for Zach, mm-hmm. but I I'm telling y'all, Minnesota's got something cooking. I I, I think Minnesota's gonna be that team at the deadline. It's gonna add a piece, and we're gonna be like, oh boy, mm-hmm. you see that coming. But that's why I'm a little worried about Minnesota. I've been hearing a lot of things about them. And I don't know if this could be a three-way thing, mm. you know, but I know the Knicks are fascinated with Carl Towns. Mm. And and so can you find a way for the Knicks, the Bulls, and the Timberwolves to talk about this? And, you know, Levine go here, Towns go there, and, and you get RJ and some other pieces. It's possible. So I just keep that in mind. Three-team between the Knicks, uh, Bulls, and, and T-Wolves. Potential. All right, so if the shoe does drop mm. and Zach Levine gets moved, this could open the door for the Bulls to just completely blow it up yeah. and start fresh, which means you'd have a couple of other guys that maybe, I don't know, you guys tell me, would you be interested in if you were James Jones and the front office in the Phoenix Suns? We're talking about Caruso, Vooch, DeRozan, any of these guys sparking interest? Yeah, give me Elmer Fudd every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd, I'd want. I'll stop calling him that if he's <laughs> you better. I mean, Caruso is obviously the guy you look at. Has a relationship with Vogel. Won a title with him. Yep. Is a defensive-minded guy. Could come in and. and be fantastic on that. I don't think they have the parts to make that deal. Nope. They don't have the picks. Uh, you know, the young talent that they do have. Uh, are the Bulls really salivating over Nasir Little? Like, is that really four years of him nope. for Alex Caruso? No, I don't think that that's, uh, you know, that's who I'd want. I don't think it's realistic. Who'd you rather have, Caruso or, or Grayson Allen? Uh, Caruso. Mm. Because... If, if Eric Gordon's Didn't hitting... Didn't we literally just all buy in entirely on... We bought all the Grayson Allen stock. Yeah, but he's not signed next year. He's and not. If I can turn it in yeah. there... And that would intrigue the Bulls because they're trying... If they gut this, they're going to gut it. Mm-hmm. If they gut it, salary cash space is what they're going to look for. And so if you can move Caruso, who's on a contract for Grayson... I, um, I honestly don't know if I can answer that question yet. Okay. Because I, I feel like... Like Caruso has shot the ball well this year. He's at 44%. Uh, it's only on 2.8 attempts, so it's been a limited number of attempts and a limited number of games. I think okay. you're definitely downgrading a little bit in terms of shooting gravity and ability going from Grayson to Caruso. Obviously, you're getting a bump defensively, defensively which yeah. would help. Um, and hopefully, like he's not a great playmaker. He can do enough, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a step up enough from like you know, Josh Akogi, Jordan Goodwin coming off the bench and filling that same kind of defense role. I I think he's a better player than both of those guys. But I I just don't know. Again, like you said, I don't think the Suns have the assets to make that happen because, like, it's basically they would have to package Nas Little and another minimum contract guy with, like, second-round picks. And I'm pretty sure the Bulls last year, they didn't get it, but they were holding out for, like, two first-round picks. So I feel like you'd have to have at least one. Yeah. To make it happen, the reason I'd consider Grayson, if, if, again, if the Bulls would ever do it, and I doubt they would, mm. is Eric Gordon and him can serve a very similar role yeah. on this team. Where Caruso, I think, is an upgrade over either an Akogi or Jordan Goodwin mm. when you get to the playoffs. That's fair, but I do worry a little bit about EG's age and mm-hmm. the shooting we've seen from him so yeah, far. I think it's, it's been a lot worse than yeah. we've been hoping for. And it'll probably pick up once they get everybody back like we've been talking about. I, I think, honestly, if 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 I had a way to look into the future and I was able to see this big three for 15 games mm-hmm. or 20 games mm-hmm. and, you, and you see them rocking and rolling like we think they could, I'd absolutely make this move. I'd absolutely make the move if mm-hmm. if I knew that the big three offensively Beal's healthy, books back, right, and they're clicking. Mm-hmm. I'd absolutely make this move because guys like Caruso don't grow off trees mm-hmm. like that type of defensive tenacity. I mean, that guy was toe to toe with Kevin Durant yeah. that entire game. Mm-hmm. They don't grow on trees, okay. but they know how to get that wascally wabbit. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Come on. Uh, why are we not talking about the bigger news here? Is that Tory Craig is probably going to be available oh, for the third I straight trade? I literally trailer. led with that, Gerald. <laughs> what do you mean? TC, come on back, it? baby. Nasir Little for... I wanted that to be my show tweet today, and Gerald was like, no one will get I it. I don't think anyone would have gotten it, but except for me. <laughs> but I wouldn't even know what to ask him the first time we would talk to him if he came back here like, hey... We're going to see you here again this time does, next year. Like, does what James are we doing? just walk up and go, I can't quit you? <laughs> like, what? I mean, just get to do the lifetime contract. Right. Just call it a day. You're like, you here, bro. You're going to be here. That's it. Yeah. I, 
We're going to put him in the ring of honor for ring the most honor. Suns <laughs> trades for this guy ever. He would surpass Cedric Sabalos, who was yeah. a, a two-time getting <laughs> traded here. Uh, Bro, if Tori Craig comes back, like so he has funny. every right to throw a chair. Every right. <laughs> I would I just no matter, house, no matter right? if he's excited or hey, not, so, hey, I would so, throw a chair if I'm Tori Craig. Like, bro, give me a break. <laughs> hey, Tori, my name is Gerald Borgay. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I, I, know, I know you, know. Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> man, he's probably sick of my ass by now. <laughs> God bless. Can uh, can I just play Agent of Chaos? Sure. Sure. Because the chat has already gone down all sorts of weird rabbit holes with this. Mm-hmm. Say Bradley Beal really likes Chicago. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. Now Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Which one are you going for? Too far. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally just kidding. That was uh, a lot. Javon Carter keeps coming up. I, I love Jason. I love Javon. I love Jason. Shooting 50% from three this year, 42% last year. I love Does Jason. Does he solve your distributor? Not no. at all. Problem. Not I at mean, all. I, I, mean, I remember him as not really being good at that. So now you've just got Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, uh, and Sean then Goodwin. Jordan Goodway and then well, you Josh might trade for him. Yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Javon, but now pass, all right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. We have a couple of super chats. Psycho Blue sent us one. Thank you, Psycho Blue. Said, other than reuniting him with Vogel, I want the Suns to get Caruso to keep him from going to another contender. Well, <laughs> my biggest fear is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The Bucks <sighs> get him. I mean, granted, we still got to, you know, solve our fourth quarter issues, figure mm-hmm. out how to get through through the West and wind up playing the Bucks. But I don't like uh, I don't like the Bucks getting Caruso at all. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie sent us one and said, how about how bad does a Kogi have to play to be out of the rotation? We have some decent guys like KVD, Yuta, Metu, go Look, I, I think with a Kogi, we've lost the thread a little bit because, yes, he has. I think he's 0 for his last 12 from three point range dating back to the first couple games of the season. One for 18, right? Yeah, he hasn't been good this season. He's shooting a terrible percentage. I'm not denying any of that. But we've been talking up here ad nauseum with Nurk, with Grayson, with Eric Gordon about how the big three being healthy impacts their game. Josh Okoge needs to play with the big three if he's going to be effective. I I don't know. He can come in in spurts and be effective as an offensive rebounder, as a defense first guy. He does provide energy in that way. But the whole reason that I've been pushing for him as a starter, as the fifth starter, is because of his fit with that particular group, because Mm -hmm. of the point of attack defense that he brings, because of the second chance opportunities that he brings when you got those other guys shooting. Those abilities shine a lot more with the big three. I honestly don't know what his bench fit would be because it hasn't looked good over the last couple of games. I think playing with the big three really hides a lot of his flaws as a three-point shooter and it allows his cutting, offensive rebounding, stuff like that to shine. Yeah. Um, so I, I think with him, as much as it's been awful the last couple of games, we need to give him a little bit of time to maybe play with the starters and see how that looks. Um, and that's something Frank Vogel's talked a lot about, is trying different lineups. And even if you like who that fifth guy is, trying other lineups to figure out, okay, what works, what doesn't work, and I think that's what we'll see. Yeah. Can, can we agree, though, offensively, Josh Okoge is what he is? He's always yeah. going to be a streaky shooter. He's right. always going to be that guy that you're never quite comfortable mm-hmm. with taking that big big three. But he also, to your point, could start and play that good defense and help you 
in those situations, but he's not the guy you probably want in the final, mm-hmm. you know, four or five minutes in that fourth. Be- right. So because, like you were saying, even with the gravity and guy, you're gonna cheat off somebody, mm-hmm. and in that case, it'd be a Kobe. So right, yeah. you're you're gonna see a ton of gimmicky head. defenses right. like boxing yeah. one type shit. Yeah, and we've seen it. We've, we've seen against yeah. KD down yeah. the stretch. Yeah. Like they're basically playing to try and take away <laughs> passing lanes. You, you, you know what? Like we, this is a uh, a miss and make league, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's a three point league now. Like mm-hmm. you could look at damn near any game, nine out of ten on any given night. Just look at the three point box. Whoever shot the three better won a game, typically, right? So it's a three-point league, and, and it, it it over, it hyper-analyzes the three-point shot, right? And so what I mean by that is Josh is doing some really damn good things on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. The only thing he's not doing good is shooting the three-ball. Mm-hmm. And I somehow, mean- some way, the verdict is... Josh can't play because mm-hmm. he can't make a three. And I don't like that. Right. I, I don't like that. There's more to basketball than shooting a three. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, in this stretch, one for, one for like the last 18, that's not good. Um, but ideally, he's not going to be in that, he's not going to be asked to do that much when the big three's there. But what he brings on point of attack defense, giving you second chance opportunities on the glass, um, just energy, getting on the ground, all that stuff is part of basketball. And that trumps the the three point shooting. So I don't. I think Josh should be in the lineup. He should play. He's probably our best defender. I mean, we got to get somebody to get stopped. I mean, Josh. listen, he had eight points the other night on two shots. Yeah, yeah if there my you go. math is correct, that's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. I mean, but I still think he's a guy you selectively. <laughs> I'm yeah. seriously like, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but it's great. pretty good math. Yeah. Four points a shot. I mean, I ain't never the seen that. The math is mapping yeah. on that one. Getting to that free throw I mean, line, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he made as many shots as the Suns did in the fourth quarter, so good on yeah, him, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eric in the chat said, speaking of trees, OG's got you covered. That they do, Eric. And right now, if you use that promo code PHNX, <laughs> you're going to save 25% off. Any OG's product at your neighborhood Zenleaf location from now until November 30th when you place an online order and use that code PHNX. So all you have to do is head to ZenleafDispensaries.com, find your closest location, order your favorite OG's gummies for pickup, and enter discount code PHNX to get 25% off at checkout. Now, this deal is exclusively for all of you guys for being such amazing listeners and contributors for our show and a reminder it is available only for online and pickup orders uh, as well and that discounted code one more time sheesh phnx and it's available <laughs> only until november 30th sheesh <laughs> getting real rough there towards the end <laughs> sheesh also if you are looking <laughs> to go to games or concerts anytime in the near future our friends over at game time are a great place for you to have a wonderful buying experience from when it comes to getting tickets. Uh, I love them because you can get really good last-minute deals. If you are a procrastinator or if you're super spontaneous, GameTime is the app that is for you. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Today, if you download the GameTime app, create an account, and use that code PHNX, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, you guys, we're going to round out the show with a little bit of trauma. (laughs) So Eric brought this to our attention. It's actually a really fun idea, though. So this tweet popped up and uh, it was 
Thibodeau says, T-Max 13 points in 33 seconds is why he plays Nick Stars up big. Quote, people will tell you, ah, he needs to get the starters out of there. Yeah? Well, I know what experience tells me. Then Randall comes in and says he's got a lot of trauma, man. He's got to work on that. <laughs> so the question is that Eric has proposed, what son's moments still give you trauma? I think about a thousand episodes of this show uh, <laughs> is where I'd start. Damn. Yesterday. Wait, no, wait, I mean, we were off Sunday. Uh, I mean, hell, uh, there's so there's so many. Mm. I mean, uh, Robert Ori. I know he came on the show. He's super nice. That does not make any of the moments with Robert Ori and this franchise any less traumatic. But for me, I think it has to be John Paxson's three. Mm -hmm. Because I'm nine at the time, and it's my introduction to life can suck. <laughs> All right? Sometimes life just sucks. And John Paxson taught me that in yes. spades. All right? So, Damn. like, because you just think everything's going our way. We're going to win six, sevens at home. Look at this. We got Charles Barkley. My life, I, I, it's my first real year being a fan, uh, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's pain. Okay. It's not all magical and wins. No. I started therapy that day. So as a nine-year-old. That's, that's that's trauma for you. I was super, you know, chill, not anxious, not bitter until nine when that happened. And now I'm all those things. So thank you, John Paxson. Damn. He grew up at age nine. You know what's crazy is I, I think I told you this. Like I think my first real introduction to like depression was oh, because of the Suns. <laughs> no, I'm saying you wanted to talk trauma. We talking trauma. I'm keeping it real. I'm like 13. Oh, shit. And we just oh, went no. again with the best team in basketball. And this is before the internet and instant information and cell phones. And I just stopped at the corner and got me a slice of pizza with a grape soda. And I'm walking home. And I'm walking the house. I'm, I'm painting y'all the real picture. I'm walking home and I open the door and I see my brother-in-law, Eric, and he looks at me. He's like, did you hear what happened? I'm like, nah, bro. I just got me this pepperoni and, 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 and grape soda. What's good? He said, Danny Manning tore his ACL in practice. Mm -hmm. I said, man, stop. Eric, I will punch you in the head if you keep <laughs> making these lies up. And, mm -hmm. and then he clicked it on and Sports Center, da -da -da, da -da -da, breaking news. And then you know what was under that breaking news? Danny Manning tears ACL, but sons are activating Richard Dumas. Mm -hmm. oh. You remember that? Yeah. And every coke, never mind. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, every man. dealer in Phoenix. So, oh, yeah, so no. that, that was it. That was it. I, I really went into a little dark hole for oh, man. I, two weeks. Oh. And the All-Star game was in Phoenix, by get, the way. Get Danny stuffed, Manning's Joe Klein. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. That was pretty, yeah. No, I'm, I, got, I got three for you. Damn, three? <laughs> I got three. Okay. The 2010 Ron Artest put back in the Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. I think if the Suns win that game, they win the series, possibly win it all. Yeah. Um, and I could not stand that guy back then because obviously I was I was planning on going to ASU. It was in high school at the time, but I was planning on going to ASU. Um, or no, I was in college at the time. And like the elbow that he threw James Harden, I hated that guy for that. <laughs> so for him to be the one to do it, I was like, that's the worst ending possible. Fourth uh, of July, when Steve Nash yeah. went yes. to the Lakers, I was at a family party with my girlfriend at the time. And I so kind of, fault. no, I, <laughs> I brought my laptop with me just in case. And I sat on the other side of the party the whole time writing about it. 
and we broke up because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Not even joking. (laughs) Not even joking. Yeah, it was my fault. Um, And then game seven, like of the map series. I have never in my life seen a sporting event like that with the air just sucked out of the building by halftime Mm -hmm. against the player that they could have picked number one overall (sighs) in the greatest sun season of all time. Yeah. With legitimate title aspirations Damn, against the bro, team you that they were handling, bad about this that again, is the bro. worst sports. I, I I would argue that's still the worst thing that's ever happened to this franchise. Like that was the year, and they just compl- I've never seen anything like that. And I think still to this day, Suns fans, because of that game, because of Game Six last year, Suns fans, when runs start going the other team's way, there's that the panic. same yeah. panicked energy in the building. That is like hard to overcome. I, I feel like it still lingers in the building. It's insane. Can I you, mean, that was brutal. Like was, that was I've never seen anything like it. Not an enjoyable time. Can I give one other adult one? Mm-hmm. I was at game two of the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. They go up 2-0. Mm-hmm. And as that game ends, everybody starts chanting Suns and yeah. four. Mm-hmm. And to this day, <laughs> it. It makes me so unbelievably angry because if any city should not be doing that shit, it's Phoenix. All right. Yeah. But I feel like, listen, that just turned into kind of like a battle cry for that year. No, that that was a dumbass battle. But it just, it was what it was. You can do that after you've won game four when you're winning game four. And other than that, you just need to keep your mouth shut until the game, until the game is won. One last, can I say one yeah, last? Yeah, go for 15 it. seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. PJ Tucker, Devin Booker, game four, NBA finals. Devin dribbles the ball off of PJ's foot. He looks mm-hmm. right at Monty, says, review that, bro. That didn't even touch me. Monty goes, nah, we good, Devin. And the Suns end up blowing what was a seven-point lead at the time in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after that happened. And if he reviews that, we keep the ball. Maybe Book hits a three. We go up double digits and we're up. Uh, 3-1 coming back home. But, yeah, who knows? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Can I end this on a positive, though? Yeah. You can try. How, hold on. How do you have positive trauma? Is that uh, even yeah, possible? I, I, I got to break out of the transformation center. So, oh. yeah, that's positive. <laughs> I was in there for a whole dang year. So, yeah, that's positive. And you transformed into this. What a deal. <laughs> Damn. Pumpkin, princess. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, but I can end this on a positive because while we were doing the show, I've gotten two things, two nuggets of really good news. First and foremost, uh, Groundhog Mama just got the last three tickets for tomorrow's takeover. Let's go. So yeah. They take out. out of the Footprint Center, LOL. Yeah. And uh, that means that we are sold out for our individual tickets. We do still have three season passes available. So the season passes get you a ticket to all of the takeovers for the season, and you get a major discount on that um, if you're a diehard as well. So if you still want to get that, that is available. But in addition to that, you guys, we hit 20,000 subscribers on YouTube Let's today. 20,000 people find us passable enough to watch. Yes. All right. We did but it. That's a huge <laughs> W, mostly because that means you guys are just like the best mm-hmm. and absolutely supporting everything that we do. And it truly means the world because we quite literally wouldn't be here without you. So thank you and shout out to all of you guys who have uh, been along with us on the journey and will continue to hang with us throughout it all. It's been pretty fun. And what a great day to celebrate two dubs 
when we know the big three is coming back tomorrow. Hell yeah. yeah. Look at us. Love it. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Two weeks ago? Not me. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. That'll do it for us today. We appreciate you guys. As a reminder, I know I mentioned it earlier in the show. We're not going to have a pregame tomorrow because we will be um, doing the takeover. But we will have a postgame show for you. Don't worry about that. We will be live right after the Suns uh, and the Timberwolves wrap up their game. So plan to come hang out with us for that show. And until then, you can give the show a follow on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, winners work. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>